You are listening to the OneOfUs.net Podcast Network. OneOfUs.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber-supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to OneOfUs.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. High school in the 90s, the late 90s, such a magical time. Some teenagers, you know, they want to be the prom queen and king. Some want to set up their aptitude for future college aspirations. And And some some of them don't give a shit. (laughs) Some of them don't give a shit and just want to watch the world burn. I'm uh, Bradley Martin here on Screener Squad reviewing Little Fires Everywhere. And with us is Julian. Hello. I'm Julian Hemmendinger, creator of the No Friends podcast, now on iTunes. Go buy it for free. Excellent. My favorite kind of purchase. And we also <laughs> have good friend Paloma. Hey. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about a book adaptation by Celeste Ning, the author, Little Fires Everywhere, and the miniseries on Hulu. Also playing on FX, I believe. Did they Maybe. have some sort of deal so, going on? Maybe I don't know. I don't know if it's one of those. I think I don't think it's like. I think it's. it's I think it's just. I think it's just. Uh, just Hulu. Fire, yeah, little fires everywhere. I don't think it's on. I think it's only on Hulu. I don't think it's on FX. It's one of those just original oh, yeah. Hulu stuff. Yeah, this is an original Hulu show. It said that. Okay, original Hulu yeah. show. Those are either hit or big misses. We're going to talk about which one this was. Uh, Paloma. If you could give us a synopsis of Little Fires Everywhere. Please. So it's uh, basically about a, a you know, about, um, a art- an artist. Um, sorry, give me a minute. Uh, it's about a, uh, a artist and her daughter, um, Pearl and Mia, uh, go to the small town and um, somewhere, I think, in the, I think it's the Midwest, but I could be wrong. It'd be somewhere in the East Coast. Um, I bet no, I think it's the East Coast. Never mind, it's the East Coast. And um, they go and in, 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 uh, kind of bump into a kind of upper class wealthy kind of I would say you know wealthy family yeah uh, run by Al, Al, um their, their, their mother, um, Reese the mother um Elena yeah. and, the, and the father Bill who's a lawyer and um Elena's kind of a part time lawyer mostly kind of a, a, a mother um and it's kind of about these two worlds uh mixing together in a very toxic way yeah that's a, that's a good summary of little white savior <laughs> yes i would say it is little white savior <laughs> Uh, I, before everywhere. I continue, though, I just want to put it out there. This uh, this is not for a 28-year-old white male like myself. This is, this is like for all the edgy soccer moms out there. Not me. Just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you okay. know, everyone needs well, a beach that's, read. That's fair. Yeah. And, and yeah, Mia, Mia is played by uh, Kerry Washington and... Elena and Elena's played by Reese Witherspoon, so I guess that's the other bang points with the producers and helped kind of create this show. Well, I'd say that's the major hook for anyone who's not sure whether they should see it or not, watching Carrie and Reese act together. And I think that they're good in it. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, I didn't mean to stop you there. No, I was just saying, I think they're good in it, but I don't care about any of these characters' problems because... Like, honestly, this might sound fucked up, but, like, 
for the the one character it's like oh i'm so rich and white and like my kids don't like me and like the other characters from the artist it's like oh woe is me i'm a minority it's like they can't pick like these characters they don't feel developed to me it's like is she struggling and poor or is she a successful artist what is she like i i just it it didn't it just felt like white people were always happy and they were good in this and then all, every minority is has just like the most cliched struggle down well, to very... an asian woman having to give away a baby and that story you're right it's been told lots of times especially since the 90s the lost child later found and either given back or taken away is the pretty awkward stance the show does take when such a discussion usually is more layered. But, Paloma, would you say this is a layered show, or is it pretty much just on point with its discussions and then moves on very quickly? Yeah, I would say I think this show is, while I think it has some stuff that's, you know, true... I think it's very on the nose. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, if yeah. that makes any, you know, makes any, makes any sense. I think it's just kind of yeah on the nose. Yeah. I think I think it kind of deals with issue and issue. I think it tries to do this little mysterious unraveling thing. But I don't think it quite works because everything's kind of like not totally. I think not totally developed like as Julian said. Um, I kind of. I mean, I'm sort of frustrated with how they dealt with queerness in this show. Uh, yeah. Where I was, was just going to say much, like something that was kind of just throw it out there so that there's something so, so that um Mia could have something to and Izzy could have some similarity with each other and they could kind of learn from one another in some way um but then it also seems to be trumped by the fact that Mia's black and of course Mia's struggle is a very different struggle than you know what Izzy's going through but I I would say that it's not it's trying to be there but I don't know if it's totally succeeding with it. this shit has the depth of a fucking teaspoon Okay, like, a character's gay, so she has Ellen in her locker. Like, this this shit, again, edgy soccer mom content. Like, it was every time a man is on screen and there's a woman with him, he's sexualizing her most of the time. It's, man, this show rubbed me the It was like, this was like laying in a bed of Ritz. You know, in a bed of Ritz crackers. It, it was just like a mess. Uh, Ritz no, crackers yeah. and the meatloaf. Was that yeah. a... Is that a pun? Yeah, yeah, better than bread, I guess. <laughs> I yeah, I will say that I think that the whoever wrote this did really perfectly for Carrie Washington, Reese Witherspoon, because I think because she me because Carrie Washington played a character that was very much like, I mean I hate not, not I mean very different, but in the same way it's very similar to um to what she plays in when you know what she does in kind of Scandal, where it's just very emotional character, this very tough character who's just very super emotional and kind of all over the place emotionally, he was having this very kind of tough time, and you've got, I think, recently has been playing a character very similar to what she plays in, um, in, you know, Big Little, you know, Big Little Lies, or whatever. Yeah, it's very similar to that show, in a way, where it's this kind of housewife trying to be perfect. I yeah. mean, so it seems very similar, it seems very something that's, like, it's something they're good at doing, but like something that they've done before, if that makes any sense. This shit is spinning its wheels out of fucking control. This shit is one cliched after another, and it is, I wrote down in my notes, eye-rollingly melodramatic, like, three times. Painfully predictable and soap opera-ish. Like, all these scenes where they're crying, like, some of the dialogue maybe in another scene could have been better, and their acting, I guess, is good, but they're taking themselves so seriously, I can't believe it. No, and I agree with you, and that seemed to be very much 90s for some reason. Like, they didn't just shoot the setting in 
the 90s. They made all the emotional and story-driven impact how it would have happened in the 90s, like a character being like, I'm... And they wouldn't say it because, you know, we can't have angry letters coming in for a character professing themselves. They have to say, well, maybe I just feel like... And then, you know, there'll be a poster of Lilith Fair over her shoulder. (laughs) It's like, oh, we get it. And I think that's to the show's uh, detriment as well. Like, just say it, you know? And if you're going to do an angle of where she's in too much pain and too much fear to express herself or... Yeah, express herself for who she really is, which was a huge point in the book. You know, expressing yourself takes a lot of courage. Then have her be that character. Because in at other times, Izzy Richardson, the character's daughter of Elena Richardson, played by Reese Witherspoon, Megan Scott playing Izzy, and she does great keeping up with Reese, I think. But she is outspoken and angry and loud and says things that are very upsetting because they're true but doesn't say this one thing, and I'm not sure why. No, yeah, it seems to me that the best way to get back on her mother is to, to, to say she's gay, to, is to come out. Do you think her mother would have earlier. been upset by that, though? They never even get into it. I don't, I mean, it. I think that her mother, it seemed, what, what I, I mean, again, my main criticism in this show is it feels like, again, you know, again, I wasn't, you know, I was very young in the 90s. Yeah. But it feels like a show that's taking place in the 50s and the show of the 90s. Like, something, she's like, <laughs> Sometimes, Seemed yeah. a little bit too old-fashioned. <laughs> it it like, seems like the bit, it seems like the fucking equivalent of Big Bang Theory, but in the form of a drama. It feels like something that is oh. meant for... It, it, it's, this is some shit for white America MAGA hat wearing people, in my humble opinion, honestly. Like, I really think that this is like, oh, I love... I have several black friends. Like, this is for, like, people who go to church, you know, and go, oh my god, you have to see this. Yeah. It's, it's so eye-opening. Now, I did grow up as an adolescent in the 90s, and I can say a lot of the experiences that these teenagers have, that's Moody, Izzy, and what was the oldest daughter's name? Trip. Trip. Trip, yeah. We have Trip, Moody, Izzy, and they have an oldest sister, Alexi, I believe the character's Lexi, name. Lexi, yeah, 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 no, yeah, her, no, not Lexi, sorry. Her name is, uh, God, I don't know if they put her name, I don't remember what her name is. <laughs> it's fine. I'm sorry, I've forgotten. But- I always heard. I think, I think it was like something like Lexi or Lexa or something. Uh, her name yeah. is daughter number three. Who gives a shit? <laughs> well, I think she's the f- second child, so first daughter. But like, like yeah, you just Trip said, Trip is the eldest. It's Trip, and then her, and then it's Moody, and then it's Izzy, because Izzy's the one who ruined her mother's career, supposedly. Oh, that that was that was very awkward. I'll say, but I really did enjoy the brief discussion because when they do touch on serious issues. They are very brief, and I thought that was kind of unfortunate because the book has more room to delve into it. Like the, I'm colorblind. I don't see color. I'm glad that we're all in a space where we can agree that saying that is so stupid. Or do you disagree with me? It's super, yeah, it's super idiotic. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you just said, like, inspired me to hate people. Like that that just, like, (laughs) genuinely upset me. I thought, I mean, I have to say, I mean, I know, I know we're not supposed to do too many spoilers, but I was very, I thought the, the thing about her, at least before she found her daughter, was very interesting with Bibi. Yeah. And her dealing with le- leaving her daughter out. I know that that's a, like a stereotype and maybe cliche. Yeah, that's what, I, I hated but, that. But I think, I think dealing, I think dealing with, 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 with what happens when, when a white family adopts a, a child from, who's, you know, from 
China or from another country or is another ethnic group and doesn't really know how to deal with that fact is very something that's very relevant even to today. Right. Here's so the just thing, to focus though, the story here. My my uh, problem though with the way that yes. they execute that scenario is you're right, there is a lot of meat on that bone. But they, like I said before, they're spinning the same wheels of shit that I, like, the teenagers arguing when to fuck. Like, there's there's a million things that this That is so does. 90s, dude. That and, is and, so and it, 90s. It's 90s. It's 90s, and that's fine, but you gotta have a spin on it in some sort of way. You know, it's not impossible for me to like a show about high school. I thought it was, but then I yeah. saw that I saw that show, uh, I forget, uh, American uh, uh, Vandal, you know? Oh, that was very funny. Oh, American uh, that, Vandal's that, um, brilliant. American yeah. Vandal is one of the best written and acted TV shows about high school I've ever seen in my life. I agree life. with you. I do this, agree with you on that. This this feels this feels like something that I, I don't know, like like it, it, it like cheap theater almost. Like it's just like I can't believe you guys are fucking trying to sell me this. Like this is all you got. Now, just to focus the story a bit, Mia and Pearl move into Shaker, a very white, good for us. We don't see color community because we're so enlightened. And Julian, as you said, that yeah, that <laughs> pisses you off, yeah, and it should. That's a ridiculous place. Ethnicities all live together. Different races all live right. together. Is the concept of thing of shaker. So Elena, the I'll just say matriarch of that entire freaking community. Her hands are in so many pies and so many facets. She knows everybody <laughs> from the mall security to the actual police chief. It's re- it's absurd almost. She has this omnipotence because of it is friends with someone who just wants to have a baby. And lo and behold, uh, God delivered a Chinese baby to her at a fire station, and she's keeping that baby. But Mia, that's Carrie Washington, who works at some Chinese food restaurant, also works with Bibi Chow, the character, played by Lu Huang, who wants her baby back and left her baby at that fire station because she couldn't feed her and was afraid she would die in her care if she didn't. So here's where I think the show excels, but also, as you point out very well, Julian, falters. There is so much to talk about in terms of motherhood. What makes a mother? Is it love? Is it more than love? Because a bad and person they can feed a baby. That, and it's so they don't really discuss it at all, in a way. Right. Yeah, just in a way of doing... I think they, just, they discuss it in a, in a set... In a courtroom saying, but that, that kind of doesn't allow a lot of like, really deep discussions, really, does it? And it's only like three minutes. It's like the catalyst of the book is this trial. And I think it's only the catalyst of the TV show in, I would say, two or three episodes. Izzy follows the trial very closely, for example. But she only has one thing to say about it at the end when she hears the results. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I realize but book adaptations are not going to be perfect. And you can only do what you can with what you have. Izzy already has so many journeys she's going on through her character, so many arcs she's leaping over. So I thought that was fine. But Julian, let's get into how this pissed you off even more. So it talks about race. It talks about motherhood. What else does the show bring to the table? Identity for the adopted. Was there any message in this? I mean, we... We briefly talked about the product placement a little bit, and that was probably my favorite thing about it, was that I saw 90s Gatorade (laughs) bottles. Yeah. But I don't know, a lot, like, I like melodramatic theater when it's in front of me, because it's amazing to see people channel these emotions, but I I just, I, I don't like how just, 
I, I don't know. This felt so made for white people, and that feels weird to say. <laughs> so, and 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 we've discussed the, the race angles on this, and and I'll be honest, I didn't finish this, guys, but I I have no fucking shame in saying this. Like, I I really did not care for this. Like, it's I'm trying no, to no. think of the more oh. things that I I mean, one thing that we didn't talk about that much is like, do you guys am, you think that I'm way off saying that they sexualize women in this? Did you guys notice that? No, they definitely they definitely did. I think they tried to show it as being problematic, but then that's kind of all the main characters did. Like you have both um Trip and um and Moody Pearl? kind of Moody. sexualizing um sexualizing Pearl. Yeah. And having crushes on her and thinking they own her. I think both of them in a way think they own her in some way. I mean I think that um, was And you on have Pearl purpose? not really seeming to seeming to want to be friends with, with Trip and Moody, but not I don't even know if they're like her attraction to even trip is is completely like legit it's more of just a way of being seems to be close to somebody well and it was just another way like a just a tool for them to have you know these characters get together and show these teenagers making out and all this other shit which i normally like i see stuff like that in movies it doesn't bother me but dude seeing these high schoolers make out and have sex i was so uncomfortable i was so uncomfortable that's perfectly fine as well it is awkward and very 90s once again. I feel like that's my defense of this. <laughs> when I'm a woman and I want to have sex with who I want is an identity. The show's failing again, of course, is that was Pearl's only identity in this for some reason. The character Pearl played yeah, by Alexi Underwood. I, I think they try to have her have one of kind of being like a, like a, a writer and a poet and being a little more like artistically like her mother but they don't really yeah, develop like in the well last enough. 10 I think minutes that might be like series. one or two episodes of her writing poetry and then in the yeah. end she, she writes like a letter to her does. mother expressing yeah. her emotions well we know she's a good it. student but yeah we don't see why yeah. until the very very I, end i mean but it's not even just like as gross as this is it's not even just the kids that they're sexualizing the first time that Reith, Reese Witherspoon talks to her husband, I think, in the first episode. He's in his underwear talking about fucking her. Oh, you you guys didn't love the reunion of Joshua Jackson and Reese Witherspoon from Cruel Intentions? Yeah, I, I read that they, they, they'd been something else together. Yeah, Cruel Ins- Intentions. Yeah, insert Metal you, Gear Solid you, reaction of question mark above my head. <laughs> you guys are probably like six. <laughs> I never saw that. I don't think I saw that movie. It's a really old... Actually, a lot of the sexual edginess and cruel intentions fits in with this show as well. But Let's address one more thing before our final thoughts. I totally forgot. Elena's house is on fire as the show opens. And there's a mystery. Who burned down the Richardson house? Now, did that hook you at all, Julian? Fuck no. Okay, P- Paloma. Like not, yeah. not in the slightest. It, I think at the beginning it, it did, and then when I got to where, where what happened, I was like, I'm kind of like semi-confused, semi-not sure if I kind of like like how this is ending. I, I, I was kind of really disappointed in the last episode. So I think that like, I kind of, like, I mean, I kind of thought what they were trying to do there, but I'm like, I wasn't, like, I, I was not satisfied at the end of what was happening and how they tried to wrap everything up really quickly. Yeah, I felt that way as well. But the... Book this is based on. But again. it did hook me though. I saw in the, in the opening. But I mean, I kind of lost that hookness kind of. Sure. In case anyone's curious, the book's different at the end. Ooh, go out and oh, read really? it. Okay. Yeah. No. Because it it's it's a page turner, <laughs> Julian. I think you'd really like it. I, I don't know. It may I if 
I mean, if this was a famous book and they adapted it, I can guarantee that the writing is way better in the book than this fucking TV show. Oh, yes, I'm sure well, of it course. is. Well, th- th- I mean, that's, that's the thing about the this case. show. Like, again, not made for me, but it wasn't. never made me laugh genuinely. It would just make me roll my eyes and want to die. That's what it did consistently. <laughs> wow. So cringe. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> That's very that's very intense. Yeah. I think I liked this the most. So let's start at the top and work our way down the hate hole. Well, the thing so is, is go... like I'm, I wanted thing I wanted to say, I wanted to give yeah. one po- dude uh, technically uh, costumes, camera work uh, above average, looks fine. Good. Yeah, people did a go. good job on this. They worked hard that's except fair. for the person who wrote it, but most people worked hard on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Well, I always appreciate your honesty. I'll try to be honest. I enjoyed this. Little fires everywhere for my final thought. I love watching Reese Witherspoon and another talented actress like Carrie Washington chew scenery, snarl at each other, have shouting matches, have jaded stares, and also have a bit of friendship. And I think that uh, that's what I wanted out of this show since the book uh, loved the book one of my favorites of the year it was released celeste nang please go out and read it if you can and her other work i'm gonna say this uh, let's go with seven sold out uh, sold tickets to lilith fair at 10 concert halls paloma what did you think okay uh, i would say that i'm um there was a part of the episode um, of the series of Little Fires Everywhere that I really enjoyed. Um, I think that Harry Washington and Reese um, Witherspoon did a really good job acting in it. I think they played roles. I think the the roles were pretty much created for them and for what they're good at. Um, you know, talented acting wise and kind of what their what their strong suits are. I think that the children also all did a really great job acting in it. Um, I think there were some tired themes. Um, but I, I think that, you know, and you know, they didn't get explored kind of deep enough to really make them something that was totally um, solid or something that's totally engaging. But I think there were some really great drama bits, and I think that there were some kind of mysteries that were kind of solved. Um, and, I, and I kind of wish they'd gone more into the, the queerness of this story. Um, in real sense, I think that would have added some more drama, some more kind of, you know, make, made them characters more three-dimensional in some ways. Um, and I think, though, that, you know, at least they try to bring up some interesting, some, you know, deep, really relevant today issues. So that's, um, and I, there were some times where I cringed, but there's some times where I did, you know, you know, laugh a little bit and, and get some interest. Um, I would probably give this a 6.5 out of 10 um, little ba- babies with black, fa- like, with faces, you know, glued <laughs> on them. Little babies <laughs> in black faces, is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. That is well, relatable to the show, though. That's basically yeah. what Izzy did at one point. Izzy was <laughs> yeah. like, very problematic, but <laughs> she very, tried. Very bothered, yeah. All right, Julian. This is this is a show that, in theory, I would be like, wow, that's, that's a really bold idea. The way they did this, God, my mom would probably eat this shit up. You know who I think they should have gotten to do this, and it could have been next level? With all the same actors, except you get Jordan Peele to do the direction and a lot of the screenplay writing. I think this could have been legendary. As it stands, this this is nonsense. 
This is if you're tired of your regular soap opera and you want something else. I give this uh, five and a half orange slices your soccer mom, your edgy soccer mom brought in a Ziploc bag to the game. Oh, orange slices are pretty good, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but only yeah, five and a half refreshing. of them for a 13-player team. What a bitch. <laughs> they have to do <laughs> 